the wrong kind of crowd uh, in that part of your life. Uh, tell us a bit more of your story there. So um, once I kind of like hit the streets down, I, I, I was really looking for something. I was I was looking for a family. And I started to connect with people that were kind of like like-minded with me. We were needing, we were, we were looking for something. And I started to get involved with people who um, started to hang out with, with gangs and that. And I started to hang around with, with those types of people and became involved with gangs, became involved with drinking, with um, criminal activity, involved with um, drugs and, and things like that. So I kind of like went off, way off the track a bit there. Now, I remember seeing part of the movie Once Were Warriors uh, about the, uh, you know, the gangs in New Zealand, and it's a very yeah. violent movie and, you know, very graphic. Uh, is that the kind of scene that you were living in? Yeah, yeah, that's, it's so true. You know, like, um, gangs is just a natural way of life in New Zealand. It, it is part of, of um, our society and our culture, and what you see in, in the movie is, is very much the life that... Um, I was living. And you were wrapped up in this, this gang and, like you said, criminal activity, drugs, all that kind of stuff. Um, how many years were you involved in this kind of scene? Oh, I think I was involved probably with gangs um, maybe 20-odd years. So it was, it was most of my, my younger part of, of, of my life. Yeah, probably about 20 years I, I was involved in, in that and you've got such a strong faith in the Lord now, and, and you've got a heart to worship, and you know you, you really uh, got a heart to share the good news with everyone. Uh, when you're in that gang, when you were going through uh, all those you know tough times in your life, did you have a sense that God was calling you back to Him? Actually, no, I didn't. Um, I was very aware that I had this emptiness in my life. I had a void in my life, and I tried to fill it with with drugs, I try to fill it with um, drinking, with alcohol, with relationships, with a whole lot of other things. And I was very aware that in life, I, I didn't quite fit in. I, I didn't quite fit into my family. And I know my family loved me a great deal, but I had a sense that I just didn't fit somewhere, but there was something that I, I was looking for. And it was during, while I was um, involved with the gangs, I... Um, I had a car accident and I was drunk and driving and I ended up um, going to jail. And um, it was while I was in jail, I, I'm seven months pregnant, I'm in jail, and all of a sudden I have a bit of an, an encounter with God. And I remember writing this letter to my dad and saying, Dad, I'm in jail, but I've never felt so free in my whole life because I know Jesus is, is here with me. So it was kind of like the first, encounter again with the Lord since I was a little girl, knowing that, hey, I, I, I'm encountering God here. And then I, I got out of jail, and I just went back, and I just I just lived my life how I was already living, because I, I really didn't know any better at that stage. So you had that encounter, uh, but then didn't really change your life. You just got back no. into the scene again. Uh, what was the trigger that uh, led you back to God? So, so what happened was after I got out, you know, and I was just living my life, and um, things weren't going well. They, they really just weren't going well. And I just had this encounter with God one day where I'm at home, and I had the fear of the Lord. And I'll just say it like that. It was like the fear of the Lord came over my life. And I had this very real experience and sense that 
if I didn't go to church, I was going to die. And whatever was going on through that experience, I couldn't sleep the whole night long. And I just cried to God. And I said, you've got to send my brother. If you send my brother tomorrow, which would have been a Sunday, I will go, I will go, I, I will go. But I just had the strong sense that if I didn't get to church, my life was going to be over. So I wrestled all night. I didn't sleep all night. And the very next morning, my brother turns up on my doorstep. And he wasn't supposed to come that day. But he turns up on my doorstep. I just jump in his car and says, I'm coming to church with you. And um, so I, I, I go to church with him. And I walk into God's house. I walk into this church. And all of a sudden, everything just came together. I just knew this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I was born to do, is serve the Lord. And for me, it was like a sense of coming home. That At that very moment of walking into that church, I felt the presence of God. I felt his love there. And I knew that this is what I've been searching for my whole life. And that void was just filled instantly within that moment so that's what it was for me i just get shivers up my spine hearing you say that and uh, you know it's it's the, the moment of salvation the moment of conversion you know and some people it happens you know gradually some people it happens in a supernatural experience uh, like like you're you're describing uh, so so what happened uh, did, did you automatically change your life overnight were you transformed instantly uh, how, how did you change your life after that moment you know, it, it was it was just an instant conversion. I don't even know if I believed everything that I heard the pastor say he was talking about that morning, but I just had the sense inside of me that, Norma, this is what you were born to do. You were born to serve the Lord. This is this is what you were born for, and and just straight away, I I just I just changed my life from that day off. I on I just started to go to church. I um I was actually um. A, dealing in drugs at the, at that that stage and all of a sudden I'm just like I'm not going to do that anymore and I, and I just stopped doing that and and God put grace upon my life because the guy I was dealing for I owed him a lot of money and I just I just said to him I'm just not going to pay you because I'm just not going to live that way anymore and the repercussions that should have come out of that God kept his hand on my life so I was protected. That guy never um, caused any harm to me or my family, and I never, ever paid that guy back. And um, it, it was just an instant change. And then one day I remember just waking up and going, I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to smoke anymore. And, and I haven't done that for 18 or so years now. So it was just a, a, a very quick turnaround for me, and I just had the sense that, each day I, I could sense Jesus walking with me and, and just this love and what I was looking for in life, it was it was just coming to me. It was just coming to me. Now, it's just an awesome story of transformation and, you know, getting set free from all those addictions and uh, the lifestyle you're in. Uh, if there are people that are going through uh, a, a, a questioning in their life that they might, you know, because you hear on the news all the stuff about gangs and about drugs and about violence and all that kind of stuff. But you know, the truth is, when you're in that scene, getting out of it seems impossible. It seems like you could never do it because you owe money or yeah. you're addicted or you, you know, they're, they're your only social circle that you know. Uh, would you speak to anyone that's listening to this that's in a gang that that that's in that situation? 
just speak to that listener right now and just tell them how can you get set free from that kind of lifestyle? You know, what what's the possibilities that are available to them? So what, what I would say to um, people that are, at, that are listening today is that, you know, um, you try and do life your way. I tried to do things my way and it just didn't work. And I believe you have a sense that, you know, you're looking for something and life says there's something that you need it. And it really just does take courage to step out of things that seem so familiar but are not good for our lives. And for me, I always wanted to give my children the best in life. And it wasn't until I came out of the gang that I'm now starting to able to give the best to my children. And it was a hard choice. You know, all the people that I had just been hanging around and living my life with for 20 years have now turned their back on me. And I've no longer got any friends. And that, that was hard to, to walk away from strong relationships that I've, I've, I've loved these people and they no longer want to know me because I don't want to do the things that they're no longer doing. But the greatest thing that came out of that was I've now got a new family. God gave me a new family. God gave me new friends. And these friends and these family that he gave me they're so much stronger. They're so much real. And, and, and they love me for, for who I, I am. And they've been able to help me with all the issues that I've had in my life. They've helped restore me. They've been a real, true family. So I would just encourage you to, you know, as hard as it may seem, make a choice. Make a choice for the right reasons. And don't be afraid to step forward because when you step forward, you're going to be stepping into a, a new family, a new lot of friends that really do care about you and are going to walk with you through all the tough stuff that you're going through and you're going to be so glad that you made that choice that you're never, ever going to regret it. Such good news that you're able to share with us today, Norma. And, you know, I think of the Bible verse that says, He who's forgiven much loves much. And uh, that's what I think, uh, you know, over the years that I've got to know you, Norma, that you, you have been forgiven for a lot of stuff from the past, but your sins have been washed away. You're a, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, and now you love much. You, you want to use your tests to become your testimony. You want to use your mess to become your message, uh, your, your trials to become your, your victory. And uh, what an amazing testimony. What an amazing witness you've got. And uh, for those who haven't heard uh, Norma singing before, she's now a beautiful worship leader. And uh, have a little listen to uh, uh, this is a little bit of her singing the song All I Need Is You, Lord, from Hillsong. Check this one out. The audio is a little bit, uh, a little bit bad quality there, but that's a, a beautiful uh, uh, song that you're singing there. I uh, recorded that at, at, uh, at New Hope Brisbane recently. You started getting involved in worship leading and singing, but at first you're a bit shy. Uh, have you found that God's given you a special boldness and an anointing to do what you're called to do? Yeah, I definitely do, Matt. You know, like I'm, 
I'm at heart a, a very shy person, but um, I think each and every one of us recognise that there is some stuff within us that is great that we we, we want to pour out, that we we want to give out, and it, it really took um, uh, encouragement from a lot of great people that that are around me, you yourself, that enabled me to just bring out those natural giftings um, in, a, in a loving environment and just be able to share my heart, the gifts that I have within me to just, you know, glorify the Lord. Well, it's such a blessing to be able to hear your story today and uh, I hope and pray that anyone listening to this has been impacted and maybe stirred up to, uh, you know, get the heart right with God, uh, to start using their gifts that God's created them and to use their mess that they've been in to become their message like like you're doing. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. You're an amazing woman of God and uh, looking forward to uh, the doors that God is going to open for you in the future. And uh, uh, just, you know, I, I reckon you're a history maker and uh, just wanted to say kia ora. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> thank you, Nick. Kia ora. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.